You're listening to the Banner Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. For more information, visit us online at thebannerchurch.com. Well, we love to gather on Christmas Eve and share the Christmas story. And every year we do it a little little differently. Uh, So this year it involves a book about polar bears and a very, very special guest. So in just a second, I'm going to be inviting all of the kids up here in front of this area. And kids, listen to me. If you do a good job, our special guest is going to give you a very special treat. And he knows, because apparently he's watching. I don't know, it's part of his thing. But if you would do me a favor, and would you welcome tonight our very special guest, Father Christmas. Father Christmas has come a long ways, and he's here to read a book. So here's what I'm going to do. If you are a child or a child at heart, it's all right. If you're 30, you can, there's no shame in the game, right? I mean, right? You can just come. Why don't you just come right here? Come on up. Lucy, come on up. Now, you're my child. You have to come. Yeah. <laughs> right here. Come, come up. There we go. It's okay. Yeah, there you go. That's good. Awesome. Hi, Millie. Amelia Page, you are adorable. What's up, buddy? All right, everybody, come on. Yeah, come on, guys. Come on up. You got it. You got it. I love the shirt. Very festive. Awesome. Awesome. Love the dress and the boots. Wow. All right. I'm going to hand it over to the professional here. Good evening, everyone. I said at the first service that I've been blessed with a, a gift tonight, and that's because I get to be with these children and you guys within a handshake away. This year's been really a struggle for Santa Claus. He's been wrapped up behind walls and glass shields. And now it's time to give God's gift back. As Pastor Joss said, we're going to read a book about a mama polar bear and her baby cub. God gave us Christmas. Are we ready? Mama, little cub, asked one night, who vented Christmas? Was it Santa? No, Mama said, God invented Christmas. God gave us Christmas. Is God more important than Santa? Is he? <laughs> Is God more important than Santa? That's a good question. Oh, yes, more important than Santa. Oh, yes, more important, Mama said with a smile. Moms have a chance, a tendency to smile sometimes, don't they? The next morning, little cub sleepily climbed into her lap. Can we go find Santa, Mama? He lives around here someplace, I think. Hmm. Santa is hard to find, said Mama. But we can go find God. God is everywhere. Yahoo, cried little cub. I didn't know we could find God. Oh, yes, Mama said. We can always find God. Little Cub looked over her shoulder. 
whispered. Can we leave them at home? Yes, Papa will watch the little ones. You and I can go alone. We will go find God. I will see he gave us Christmas. Yes, little cub, you shall see how God gave us Christmas. The next morning, little cub and mama filled their packs, kissed their family goodbye, and set off to find God and see how he gave them Christmas. They walked to the top of one mountain. God makes his mountains, doesn't he? And down the next. And up another mountain where they set up camp. Little cub was so, so tired that she went right to sleep. But mama nudged her while it was still dark. waking me up because it, it, it's God little cub come see what is that little cub asked in wonder as she watched the dancing lights in the sky that is God at work little cub he sent his only son as a baby so that we would know light from dark. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is how God gave us Christmas. The next day they arrived at a huge lake. All at once, with a mighty roar, a chunk of ice cut away from the cliff and fell into the water. What is that? Little cub asked, covering her ears and leaning into mama. That is God, little cub. He's so powerful he can command the water to freeze and the glacier to melt. He is mightier than any king on earth. And because he is all powerful, he made Jesus king of all kings. But Jesus was just a baby. How could he be a king? What do you think? kings begin as babies. God knew we would need someone we could touch, see, and smell. Mama paused to sniff little cub's neck, making her giggle to understand just how much he loved each one of us. Mama woke little cub again before the sun came up. She pointed to the east at the star that changed from green to red to green again and shout out in many pieces, points. Boy, Santa Claus is having a hard time. He forgot his glasses. Is that God again, little cub asked, rubbing her eyes? Yes, Jesus is called the bright morning star. He is always with us. He first came when God gave us Christmas. But what about Santa? Little Cub asked. 
did God give us Santa? Santa Claus reminds us about many good things, like generosity and care. But it is God and Jesus that we celebrate most come Christmas. We always want to thank God for giving us Christmas. On the way home, Mama Bear stopped by a tiny flower peeking up from the hard, frozen ground. Oh, you are too early, little flower, she said. Little cub, Jesus is like this flower. God in our world. God in our world, yes. Living where you wouldn't expect him. Surprising us. Christmas is a lot about surprises. Hmm, like presents? Yes, Jesus is the best present of all. And God would have given us that present even if it was only for you. Only for me? Only for you, little cub. God gave you Christmas. Mama and little cub came upon a church glowing with warm light. Soft voices reached out to them singing. What are they singing, Mama? About the night God first gave us Christmas when Jesus was born. Tomorrow's Christmas. Yeah. I'm so excited. Would Jesus have, Jesus have come for mean old Maggie the Moose? Or grumpy old Frankie the Fox? Little Cub whispered. Maggie, Frankie, any of us. Jesus is a present for everyone. Grumpy, happy, mean, or kind. God gave us all Christmas. Little Cub was glad to be back at home that night in her cozy bed. Thanks for showing me God, Mama. There isn't anything I'd rather do, sweet child, she said with a kiss. Night, night. Little Cub went to sleep and dreamed of bright stars and northern lights of a king born as a tiny baby, angels singing over him. up to Christmas. Yahoo! She cried, God gave us Christmas again. The end. Thank you, kids. Good job. Well, Miss Delaney has some awesome candy canes for you here and Mr. Tristan. So if you guys could grab one as you head back to your seat. And can you say thank you to Santa? Say thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Everybody was good this year. Lucy, he's right here. Anything you need to confess here real quick before we go? <laughs> well, thank you, Santa. We appreciate you so much. Can we just thank one more time? I feel like we need to thank Santa again. What an awesome blessing to have Santa Claus with us today. You know, 
know, I'll, I'll be down here. Oh. That was fun, right? I love Santa. Father Christmas is the jam. So fun. Well, I'm excited just to share really briefly. I, I love that book. That's actually came from my house. So I have I have med, read many times about the polar bear's experience out in the wild, discovering the light of the world. And that is an image of Jesus that I think is so important, that Jesus is the light of the world. You know, it's, it's a candlelight service tonight, not because candles are neat, but because it is significant in symbolizing that Jesus is the light of the world. Amen. In John 8, Jesus says, he says, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That was a really powerful moment. When he said this, Jesus was at something called the Feast of Tabernacle. And there was a really profound moment that would happen in what was called the Court of Women. They would light a, a, a large candelabra, and it was sig significant in signifying and remembering God's presence with the people of Israel. And so they would light it, and all the worshipers would be gathering, and they would be waiting for this moment when they would light this huge set of candles, in a sense. And remember when God's presence dwelled in the tabernacle. Now the tabernacle was uh, like the temple, except that it was portable because the people of God were in the desert wandering. And so they had this incredible tabernacle that they had constructed that God gave uh, orders to construct and how to construct. And, it's, and it was beautiful, magnificent, but importantly, the presence of God would reside in the tabernacle. And one of the ways that you knew the presence of God was residing in the tabernacle was because there was a pillar of fire. And so in remembering this powerful moment from their history, they were waiting for someone to come and, and light the candelabra at the Feast of Tabernacles. And as that happened, Jesus stands up and says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What a powerful thing to say at that moment. He's taking ownership of what's happening symbolically. He's saying, everything you're doing in remembrance is about me. I am actually, he's not saying I am enlightened. I'm a good thinker. He's saying I am the light. I am literally the source of light. And that was a very common thing that Jewish people wouldn't have been astonished at the idea of God as light. Now, they were quite surprised that Jesus said he was the light. They weren't super happy about that. But the idea of God as light was very common. And, and there were many cultures that worship God as the sun, but God as light is different. It is profound in resembling that Yahweh is greater than all things in creation. Psalms 56, David writes, For you have delivered my soul from death, yes, my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of life. Psalm 37, 6 says, He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Light was this image and role reserved for God reserved for I am. And so when Jesus stands up and he says, in this 
profound moment says, I am the light of the world. He's saying, I am God. I am fully man and fully God. I'm not just some religious teacher. I'm not just some idea. I'm not just some wacky guy from a certain part of town that says some crazy things and got hanging out with 12 dudes mysteriously for a good chunk of time. He's saying something profound and deep. He's saying, I am the son of God. Then he says something else that, that might skip over us, but to the people that he's speaking to, it was, per, it was profound at this moment. He says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. Has anyone ever been out here in the desert or in the wilderness in the dark? That is a different kind of darkness, right? Like city darkness and wilderness darkness, like city darkness is like an afternoon. Nighttime darkness is like devastating. <laughs> You can't, see, you can't see the hand in front of your face. Unless there's a moon, you can't see where you're going. Like there could be a mountain lion like eight feet in front of you, you'd never know, right? Okay, you guys know what I'm talking about. Some of you are like, wait, what? <laughs> the, the wilderness is scary and it's scary in the dark. And so I, I think we could all conceptually, unless you grew up a mountain man, uh, we can all conceptually understand if you lived your whole life in the city and then one day God called you out to the wilderness that there might be some feelings of fear and concern that when God calls the people out of Egypt into the wilderness they're rejoicing over the release of their slavery but they're now in a difficult place that is profoundly dark not only is it profoundly dark but the the future is unknown what's next what's coming we've never been here we don't know what to expect has anyone's year felt like that What's, what's next? What, what, what's coming? What, what's going to happen in 2021? What's, what's around? And so in these scary, unknown places in time when it was dark, when they're saying, where are we going? God gave them his presence as a pillar of fire that would lead them by night. But it didn't just lead them, it secured them. It saved them. And so at the Feast of Tabernacles, they're remembering when God was with us in our darkest night. And Jesus steps up and says, listen, I am the one who has given you the Feast of Tabernacles. I am the one who was with you in your darkest night as the pillar of fire, leading you, guiding you, saving you. And in an even greater sense, I am here today as fully God and fully man, walking with you to be the light of the world not just in a national sense or like a camping sense. He's a light keeping us, you know, finding a good, but the light of our salvation. Psalm 27 says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Israel had been waiting for generations. They've been waiting for hundreds of years for someone to come who would be the light of the world. In fact, they had a prophecy in Isaiah 9 that said out of the line of David was going to come somebody who was going to be the light of the world. And so they've been praying. And could you imagine just the anticipation of that feast every year? But once it got to maybe, let's say, 1,500 years, maybe the anticipation would wane a little bit. And then it just kind of becomes ritual. Who's actually going to come? When is the light of the world actually going to come? But Isaiah 9, 6 says, and see if these first few words sound familiar. For unto us... A child is born. To us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 
That was the promise of Jesus for hundreds of years that out of the line of David will come a king who would not be like any other king, but would be the prince of peace, that he would bring true peace, true hope, true restoration. And so when Luke 2, the angels come and visit shepherds who are shepherding their fields at night, and in one of the most famous Christmas scriptures that we read in Luke 9, it says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, to the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you this day a child is born, in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. It says, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude and a heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And years later on the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus stood up and said, I am here to fulfill the prophecy of for unto us a child is born who will be a light to the world. All the people had gathered to remember how God had been with them in their darkest time and in their darkest moment and had led them and become their salvation and their guider who had delivered them. And in this moment, Jesus is pointing to something greater and saying, listen, I have come to be God's presence with you to be the light of the world, your salvation. That no longer do you need to hope for a different tabernacle or a different temple, but I have come to dwell with you that you might be my temple. He says, I am the light. And this year, I don't know how you're ending this year, and I don't know how you are beginning the next. But if you're ending it in darkness or beginning it in uncertainty, can I tell you the peace of Jesus is just as real today as it was 2,000 years ago. That the Jesus who came, fully God, fully man, who lived a perfect life, who died and took your sins upon himself, who went to the cross, who was buried in the grave, and who rose again on the third day. Amen, baby. That same Jesus. It's perfect. I love it. Is alive today. He really lived. He really died. He really rose. And he really brings peace. The light and the darkness. That's why we have kids in this service is to remember that Jesus was actually a kid. Parents, I just encourage you, even if you're kids at this point, you're, you're 40 minutes in, you made it, you're almost done. Look at your kids and remember that Jesus at one point looked like them and was real and lived and died and took your sins upon himself so that you might receive the peace of Jesus Christ. Would you stand with me this evening? <laughs> made it. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me before we sing in recognition and remembrance? I just want to encourage you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want to pray over you tonight as you enter into the new year and as you end this current one. I want to pray that Jesus would be the peace over your life. If you have never chosen to follow Jesus, as I pray over you tonight, I just encourage you to simply say, Jesus, I give you my life and I choose to follow you be the light of my salvation. Let's pray together tonight. Jesus, I thank you so much that you are the light of the world. God, I thank you that even those tonight in this place who feel like they are in the wilderness, 
maybe unsure of what's to come, maybe not being able to see ahead and maybe concerned about what is around them. God, that you can give them complete and total peace by your holy power. And so I pray tonight, Jesus, in every sense of the word, that we would surrender the totality of our heart to you. And in doing so, every piece of our heart will be laid at your feet and we might receive the full and complete peace that comes through you. God, that's the gift that we celebrate tonight, the gift of true peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And we're going to take a moment. We're going to sing two songs. And about halfway through this first one, we're going to begin to light your candles. But I encourage you just take a moment of worship. If you did not receive a candle and you're over the age of 10, uh, <laughs> which you're 13, whatever your parents say, would you just lift your hand? If you did not receive a candle, and you don't, we'll have someone run one to you. If you're under that age, we'll bring you a glow stick. So lift your hand. But let's worship. And then our team will begin to come around and light your candles. So have those ready in just a moment. <laughs> 